0: Hi. Hi. And yeah, hey, welcome back. Thanks. Stuffing Things with Rob.
1: I've been on the internet the whole time.
0: I know, so have I. We've gone without a podcast. What? Um, we've seen each other. We've seen each other. We've actually been in the same room. We've spent a lot of time in the same car. We tried to record a podcast. We did. We did. And the internet let us down once again. I had actually
1: forgotten about that until right this minute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We try to forget the failings of the internet. That way, when it does let us down, it seems like it's all new.
1: Skype has really, really fucked me up on about two different recordings in the past month and a half. Really? Yeah. Do I need to not say fucked me up?
0: Uh, aren't we on the um? Aren't we on the naughty list anyway? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I think okay. that resets in January, so we're good. Oh, okay, that's great. Might as well take advantage of it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we should definitely tell as many people to fuck off as possible. Dick. Um, so things have changed a lot for the both of us since you and I actually sat down and recorded a podcast there. When
1: was the last podcast? Like April of 2012?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I know some things have changed with you. They have. Um, I've grown a tail. You've grown a tail. Uh, for me, um, my job changed. It did. And, and that has uh, taken up a whole lot of my time. Um, it changes. Well, what I do at work has changed drastically, but when I work has the thing that has been changed the most. Um, I used to work from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. and now I work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., um, which is only a four hour shift, but it's pretty drastic. Um, given that, you know, now I wake up before 5 a.m. on those days and sleep has become a very, very precious thing. Now you're awake when other people are awake. Yeah, no, I am. I am. And I'm not, um, I'm also not up in the wee hours of the morning. Um, you know, I don't routinely stay up till three or four in the morning anymore. And I think that's been pretty cool. Um to kind of be on the same sleep cycle as everyone else. Now there are times that I will have to, of course stay up through the night and things like that. It's just, that's just kind of the nature of the business that I occupy, but um, it's actually kind of nice to feel like you're kind of on the same schedule as everybody else. It's nice to like, you know, eat breakfast every day instead of waking up and eating lunch. Um, see, you just need to time shift your meals. That's your problem. Well, no, I, I did that. I did that. I would wake up, eat lunch, eat dinner, and then eat something else at some point around midnight. No, dude, you got to eat breakfast at 11
1: a.m. Like I do. Oh, cinnamon toast crunch is better when you're in double digit morning hours. Scientifically proven. Don't check that.
0: Okay. I won't. Oh,
1: I was supposed I to buy cinnamon toast crunch. And I forgot. Sorry. I'm going to have to fend for myself for breakfast tomorrow.
0: Lack of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You saw that giant box of pancake mix?
1: Yeah. No, it's a different one. Oh, okay. But not all the dishes are clean, but I'm on a Cinnamon Toast Crunch kick. I bought it because I went back um, and substitute Todd on Friday, which I guess can be a transition into me talking about what's changed for me. But I did it because I went back and substitute Todd on Friday and Cinnamon Toast Crunch is very easy to eat in the car. Because I don't eat it with milk on it, obviously. Mm. Mm. I eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch Dry. I hope that's okay. a beer you're humming into.
0: Uh, actually, it's a bottle of water. Me too. Uh, the beer is on deck. I just finished the last one in the house.
1: That's a lie. Oh, that's- I finished the next to last one in the house. Elizabeth is currently finishing the last one in the house. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: Finally got Elizabeth on the IPA train.
0: And I'm still at the
1: station. See, I think the problem is that particularly when I'm trying to force IPAs on you, I've been forcing like the high gravity, super bitter slap you in the mouth with all this delicious happy goodness. And what I've been what I did instead here uh, was I went to I went to Kroger and did one of those pick your own six packs. Ah. And pulled a bunch of IPAs um, and one different beer that I actually just finished. the The Left Hand Brewing uh, Milk Stout Nitro, really Mm. good. Okay. Um, but I I went into that. Yeah, you will. Um, but I went and pulled five different IPAs and have been trying them, and I have found that. The reason they're called session IPAs is because you can sit and drink them in a session, and that is because they don't completely burn out your palate with bitterness. And it just so happens that the Stone go-to IPA is particularly piney and very uh, citrusy, and Elizabeth really, really likes it.
0: I could try that one. I could, I could try that one. That that definitely sounds more intriguing than some of the other ones that I, uh, that I had before, because some of them just tasted like I just took a bunch of bitter hops and shoved them in my mouth like a chipmunk. Yeah. And um, that's that's not what I want. It was and like
1: I'm, it was like I'm a mix familiar. of that and trying to eat a spoonful of cinnamon all at once. Pretty much because you faced it. Have you seen this
0: uh, this this new stuff? I've seen a few people drinking it here, and I have not had a chance to try it yet. It's called not your father's root beer.
1: I've seen it. it I I a don't brew understand. Th- okay, I don't. Made
0: I, heavily with spices. That is somewhere like a cross between. I, I, I don't know if they're trying to pitch it as something between a root beer and a beer. I don't know if it tastes like root beer, but as a person who really likes root beer, I'm very interested to try this stuff out. I feel like that should
1: be our mystery box challenge if we sit down to record another episode in the next six months is okay. we should just both get the not your something father's root beer, whatever. And then uh, we'll both just open the bottles and try at the same time and be like, oh, that's delicious or sweet. God, I'm going to have to drink this on a day or.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like that year like, of a Christmas, like, like that bad year batch of a, of a beta. Beta Christmas. Yep.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm not a teacher it's, anymore, Rob. Really? Well, I am. You? Well, <laughs> like you. <laughs> that's right, everyone. I'm just now telling him it's Benson's May. He's my brother, but I'm just now telling him. No. Um. We never have major life conversations. No, not not a single one. I um. Yeah, this is actually kinda of the first time that I've talked about it. I've alluded to it on uh on the grid podcast a couple of times. Yeah, I just uh I decided back in late April, early May, due to a uh a confluence of factors. I think I used that word correctly. Due to a I think you may have due to a, a large combination of factors all coming together at once that it was not going to be in my best interest, either financially or psychologically, to spend another year um in the same classrooms doing the same thing that I have been doing for the last three years, which mm, I mean there are days that I miss parts of it. Like I miss my kids a great deal. I do not miss the bureaucracy and the box checking and the, you know, and the hypocrisy and all the things that come along with working at a job that at its core is run by people that don't understand how the job actually is supposed to work. Um, So there's, there's that. So I'm on an extended summer vacation. I run into a lot of that myself, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like public service has a lot of that. There are a lot of people that make rules and regulations and laws that govern and, try to restrict certain elements of public service, namely medicine and law enforcement and education. And those people haven't necessarily worked or studied in the fields of law enforcement, medicine, or education.
0: Not even a little. So
1: there's a little bit of a disconnect. Um So I'm sitting here. I... Make a complete hypocrite out of myself. I have applied for a job with the Department of Education with the state of Tennessee, so we'll see how that works out. Got some other uh, some other things in the mix, but in the meantime, I am uh, I'm substitute teaching sometimes, and I'm spending a great deal of my time helping Elizabeth run uh, what we comfortably call the Umbrella Corporation, which is mm. the, um, the 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 which is Stockroom Vintage and Elizabeth Ulrich Design and uh, and Three Small Dogs Creative. Um the creative outfit that she and I have started and run with a, a few different clients to varying degrees of success and timeliness. Well, you know. Yeah. It it is what it is. It is what it is. Um so that's kinda what's going on now. So you are now living on a regular person schedule and I got out of bed at eleven thirty today.
0: Pretty much. We've we've changed roles in the universe. Somehow we've shifted.
1: At least time-wise. Chronologically, we are now living each other's schedules. But I don't know that physically we could live each other's lives, namely because none of your clothes would fit me.
0: This is true. None of yours would fit me either.
1: No, that would be a a comedy of errors, if you will. Um, Absolutely. um, But besides work, which is something that you're doing a lot of and I'm not doing enough of, you have some other fun and exciting things going on. You've been going to a lot of photography
0: workshops. I have. Um, I've hit the. Um, I've hit the local workshop circuit pretty heavy. Um, I've been trying to get back into um, the creative side of portraiture and to learn a bit more about light and learn a bit more how to control light and shape light and it has like that. It has
1: characteristics of both longitudinal and transverse waves. Light does. I think so. No, it does. No, I'm. I'm telling you this. Okay, all right. I'm telling
0: you this. Are, are we talking about the the particle versus wave theory? Yes. Okay. I remember that from like fifth grade physics, dude. But that's that's all I got.
1: That's impressive fifth grade stuff. Okay. I I. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to learn more about light, that's probably a good place to start.
0: Sure. As opposed to like a 48 inch octabox, how does that work with the the, the particle theory? There are particles r- spread and then reflect, there- or the particles reflect and then. Move out. I,
1: I would like a sandwich.
0: You... Hey, man. You started this line of questioning. No, Going no, with, uh,
1: no, no. I I stated a theoretical fact of sorts. You went into the whole octobox spreading, reflecting... <laughs> Fuck your
0: science, man. <laughs> there is... Uh, yeah, there's, there's science. And I'm... Uh, I'm working with a new creative team to relaunch my website. You are. Um, and we're, uh, we're going to try to have that out the door in a couple of weeks. So, If you want to take a look at the old site, I would suggest doing it now.
1: Yeah, which was all handcrafted and artisanally prepared by at least one of the hosts of the show.
0: At least one of the hosts of the show, yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, you're making some improvements and some changes. I mm-hmm. Have, mm-hmm. I have regressed. Some would say, but hey, like I said, exciting things on the horizon. One would hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've still got you know, things lined up. I'll be working at a few weddings this fall and things like that. So I'm uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this uh, the next few months of my life.
1: So am I, because maybe then it won't be so freaking hot,
0: dude. Oh my goodness, we um. One of the great things about the late summer here in Louisiana is that it's shrimp season. I was like, is nothing. And well, no, no, I mean, they're, they're, you know, you, you gotta take your good points where you, where you can. And my in-laws are very good friends with people who are shrimpers. So we can, you know, in pass when they get a good haul, get some shrimp at a, you know, decent price. So I went to a shrimp boil today and, uh, that was, that was some kind of delicious. Yep. but it was outside, and it was hot there's a
1: there's a boiling joke in there I'm not even gonna reach for yeah i'm I'm sure with the the heat and the humidity and the things i'm not even i'm not I'm not even gonna go there okay we're having soup in the heat, yeah Elizabeth has been feeling a bit under the weather for about the last thirty six hours so we're gonna oh. we're gonna try um chicken and egg noodles, and we'll see how that works no, out
0: that's it's always a good way to start. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're
1: gonna go with that. And like I said, we have doctor's appointments on Wednesday anyway. Because um, funny thing, when you quit your job, they take away your health insurance. Mm. Yeah, they, it's not um, just one of those. I, things. I can see how that could be a problem. Yeah, not one of those boxes. They just forget to uncheck. So uh, we're gonna right. go and have what I'm finally calling our exit interviews with the woman who is currently our. Serves the role as our primary care physician because even once I get reinsured, regardless of who that's through, unless it's through the county, I'm not going back to see her because she works in a clinic that's only for county employees.
0: Oh. I didn't even realize such a thing still existed in Tennessee.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Well, it's done through the same company that runs the wellness clinics that are in, like, Walgreens. Okay. But there are three here for county employees uh one out in walter hill one in stewart's creek and one in blackman okay so those are just for county employees and our doctor is the medical director for the three of those and i don't see her leaving that anytime soon to go into private practice no why would she and even if she did we couldn't pay for it anyway so
0: Hmm, that's 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 there
1: thanks obama wait
0: no
1: nope nope that's that's the opposite Thanks everyone, not Obama.
0: I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I work in healthcare, and I still couldn't tell you how that stuff works.
1: No, I just know that 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 I'm not allowed to go back and see her anymore. So I may have to like wait outside by her car and be like, "Hey, can 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 I get a prescription? Can I get a pre- is, that, is that legal?
0: Can I do that?" No, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think that works. Is it more of a problem for her, or for me? I don't know. Like, if she
1: wrote me one, does that then become an issue for both of us?
0: She'd be in trouble with whoever does her building. Does
1: this make it premeditated?
0: Maybe. Now that we're going to release this audio recording on the internet. Shit. Yep. There we go. Another great plan foiled again. <laughs> Damn you, internet! Thanks,
1: Obama. No, this one's Al Gore. This no, one's on Al no, Gore. I don't,
0: no, I don't. I don't think this is. Any. Well, uh, well, maybe. Thanks, a or lot. something. America. I don't know, America. Um, I don't know. So, so what are we going to do about this podcast um, now that
1: we're, this, now we're kind of back on this, this? one in particular, apparently you're dead set so on releasing it, although I think I've just admitted to like three
0: different felonies. So
1: thanks for that. <laughs>
0: this is true. This is true. Um, you
1: mean like the rest of the ones that may or may not show up in the RSS feed at some point in the future? Right. Exactly. I like how it's on the rundown for the show, but it's literally not a conversation that we've had before. So you get to- <laughs> this is show planning in action. Exactly um well um until I have a more permanent idea what the next three months of my life are gonna look like, I am neither willing nor hesitant to make a commitment
0: yeah pretty much like I, I think the best thing that's gonna happen out of this given the fact that we're you know you're kind of in a situation of... If a few things come together, then you're going to have a really busy fall. Even if it – even if certain things don't come together, um, you're going to have to hustle to have a busy fall anyway. Um, I've currently got two jobs, so I'm going to have a busy fall.
1: Listen, dude. If some things don't come if, – if certain things do come together, I'm going to have like a busy three weeks and then I'm just going to be sitting on my ass letting her pay the bills for things, which is nice. Which is nice. I don't – It's a good gig if you can get it. She told me I need to work.
0: Yeah. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure.
1: Apparently running Umbrella Corporation and recording podcasts without pants on does not qualify as work. Does not qualify as work. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. I'm, I'm working right now. <laughs> I'm drinking water and not beer. That automatically makes it work.
0: Uh, I um, but seriously, I think we're just going to try to do this when we can. Um not because we have to or because we're getting paid to, but because we like to. Yeah. Cause we're friends and we talk about and, the things and you know, we're just going to cover the stuff and the, the things as, as best we can. And now I don't,
1: uh, we don't have to wait for you to edit it. Cause I know how to edit things.
0: Yeah, that's happened. So, um, so you, you can edit stuff too. And-
1: I would hesitate and I wouldn't hesitate. I would, um, I'd go out so far as to say that at this point I may have edited more podcasts than you. You may have. We we uh, will be recording the fifteenth episode of Dot Grid next week, and that does not count the two episodes that we've recorded that I've semi edited and then just left in the Dropbox because they suck.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, no one no one wants to talk about the podcast that you're calling that suck. No. And then you go, this isn't going to work. No, we we or the fi- or the fifteen times that Skype hangs up on you and. uh.
1: D- so. Andy and I tried to record on a Monday night, which is what typically when we record Dockridge, or typically record Dockridge every Monday, and Skype cut us off probably eight times. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were like, fine, screw it, we'll try again tomorrow. And then we recorded it on Tuesday, and Skype wasn't so bad, it only cut us off once, but we got about 45 minutes into it, and he sent me a message through the Quip doc that was like, this just isn't very interesting, and I was like, yeah, I know. Mm. So... Keep an eye out for the Periscope podcast hybrid that I'll be doing very soon about sleep because it's interesting to me, but it's not interesting when Andy and I talk about it at the same time.
0: I'm really interested in yeah. sleep as as a thing because you're not doing it very much.
1: No, well, I'm not doing it with any regularity or very well. Yeah, no, I've I've been interested in sleep for uh, for a while. I uh, I use one of those sleep tracking apps. Use a sleep tracker apper thing? No. I I highly recommend Sleep Cycle. I use it. I've used Pillow, but...
0: Honestly, I think I'd be afraid. Yeah. Like, I would see what comes out of it, and I would go, oh, God, no.
1: If you were to use one, you would definitely want to use Sleep Cycle and not Pillow, because Pillow actually records the audio, and your phone would get so hot recording you snoring that um, Mm. there might be a fire.
0: I might drain the battery. You might. Yeah.
1: Sleep apnea. The more you know...
0: Yeah, I've uh, actually have to line something up with my this week.
1: I uh, I have high blood pressure, so you know, thanks, Dad, for both of these. Mm. It's all your fault, Dad. No, it's it's probably not actually. My it's blood pressure is because pressure. I really like salt. Could be, um, but yeah. So it, it's what lies in store for me in the fall is currently in the air. Up in the air, but uh, could have mm. some rather positive side effects. And what currently lies yeah. in store for you for the fall is probably the same thing that always has. Mm. Yes. Well. So you've changed in the past couple I of know. months. I,
0: I don't. I don't necessarily know that I've changed. You've I aged. <laughs> I have aged. I have aged. I don't know. Notice I didn't use the word matured. I just used the word yeah. aged. <laughs> aged. Yeah, aged. I, um, in the early part of the summer, as a matter of fact, when we, um, when we first started, when, when the cease of the podcast began, it was mostly because I was working all week and then on the weekends, uh, cleaning out everything in the house I grew up in, which was my grandmother's house who everyone who knew me as a child affectionately called her Gee, because that's what I called her. Um, and we spent weeks upon weeks upon weeks, um, of, of weekends, you know, weeks of weekends, at least one day, sometimes both days on the weekend, um, going through just stuff upon stuff upon stuff. Um, We found a lot of things that I don't understand why we hung on to. Um, We found a lot of things that I had lived there my entire life and didn't know existed.
1: I have an episode of Dot Grid for that. Really? Yeah. That hoarding episode where you're just like, why do we have so many of these things?
0: Well, some of it was things that I was hoarding.
1: Oh, I'm not even talking about you. I'm just talking about people in general. People yeah. w- develop emotional and psychological connections to things that have mm-hmm. little to no practical value whatsoever. And I'm not saying that, that necessarily would happen. Hey, we ended up with like a really nice set of China out of the deal.
0: You did. So, you know, it was, it was very interesting because you, know, you, you talk about hoarding, but it's not just things that I knew that I hung on to. You know what I mean? Like I knew what... I knew what was there in my mind that I knew that was still there. That was mine that I wanted to keep Um, those things that I did keep. Um, But some of the things that my grandmother hung on to were like, when you think about what people who grew up in the twenties and the thirties and uh, you know, old new Orleans Catholics, what they all had, I found and I, I literally made my mother and my aunt took them from them to make sure they went through it was prayer books. Not that I use them to pray, not that I keep but because it was some sort of tradition that I guess my grandmother and her sister had, it's that when someone passed away, they made what we called holy cards. It was a votive picture on the front of either, you know, the Sacred Heart or the Immaculate Conception or, or some saint or a patron saint of theirs on the front. And on the back was pretty much like, you know, date of birth, date of death, brief life history. Basically a, basically the obit that you'd read in the paper. And when we were cleaning out the back of our closet, I found a stash of these books. And they all had all the cards shoved in the books. It was like the weirdest baseball card collection ever. We, yes, it, w- it was quite weird. But mom was like, well, what am I going to do this? I said, stop. I said, most of your genealogy is stuck in the pages of that book. And if we get rid of it, we're never going to be able to find it again. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's how they kept things. And it was just – it was odd to to learn things like that about someone that you knew your whole life. But, you know, you never – you never had a conversation about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You it just
1: – there are things that – I still discover about dad on a semi-regular basis that I'm like, I have literally known you my entire life, and I did not know these things. Somebody wrote an article about him for the n- newspaper on campus when he hit, like, his 20th or his 25th anniversary at the police department or something else. And I read the article— oh, the Yeah. I read the article and learned things about him that he had shared with, like, a college as reporter over a course of, like— two one-hour interviews, and I was like, I don't understand why this guy knows this shit now, and like, like I don't, but you bring up the, you know, you just, <laughs> you just don't have those conversations. It's just one of those things that, I mean, it's not like- Yeah, th- this never came up. Yeah, it's not like he assumed I knew, or it's not like- Right. It's not like the conversations yeah. I have with Elizabeth after I take my Ambien where we have the conversation, but I don't remember it because yeah, drugs- I mean, I'm sure that there are conversations I've had with people that I don't remember because drugs, but not not dad. Hopefully, right, right, yeah, no shit. The worst not, part about those conversations is you don't remember you have them, so we really hope I haven't had any of them. That's true. Hi, Dad.
0: That's that's true. What's what's up, Pop? Hi, Dad. Um, but yeah, and it made me like it made me think about things that were old, like yourself. You know I mean, like this. Well, yeah. It just kind of like points you back a couple of generations and you find these things that were made, you know, in the twenties and the thirties and you just look and you're like, it was craftsmanship. You know what I mean? There were, there were honestly people that, that, that made things in a very prideful sense. Yeah. It's very deliberate, very deliberate things that were done by feel. Um, that I, I think we're, you know, we're just, we're losing. I agree with you. I- and I, I think I think since then I've kind of taken a step back and gone. Maybe, you know, these old methodologies and everything else. Maybe that stuff wasn't so bad. Maybe new and improved isn't always improved. You know, I um, I bought a razor. Like a like a straight blade you sharpen that shit on a piece of leather kind of laser? No, well, no, it, it's <laughs> it's like one step above that. Um it's called a safety razor even though it isn't necessarily all that safe. Um I think it's called a safety razor in the sense that it's not an actual straight razor that you on a piece of leather it's safer Um, than
1: what at that point was the alternative
0: not by no means safe
1: (laughs) like don't be like hey three-year-old child
0: (laughs) take this make sure to lick it don't do that you could you could still cut yourself in a big way but not like you could on the other thing like if you dropped it on your foot it wouldn't necessarily cut your foot but it's still uh it's still a razor blade you know um i'm gonna have to look this up and put in the show notes and like and like drop in the Amazon link because that's where I ended up actually getting it. Um I actually saw one while I was on vacation in Florida and I thought about buying it, but I didn't buy it then. And I, I was at, of all places like a Walgreens right on the beach in Destin and why they would sell one. But the one that was here in, you know, the one in here in new Orleans didn't even stock it because Destin is where old people go to die. Uh, okay. That's possible, and I'm just saying, That's if you attached to your safety so leaving, razor and you so, left it behind so maybe,
1: in the life so maybe, that you used to
0: lead when you wanted to live, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe I left that one there on the shelf so some, you know, much older man could go in and buy that who had never heard of Amazon. So when I went home, I went on Amazon and just bought
1: one. A lot of soft food, in Destin. A lot of loop, um, lot of lubies. No, no. Denny's, IHOP. Where are other
0: places that old people lot eat? of lot of breakfast places. Yeah, yeah, because old people That's are like up for breakfast. Deal. Yeah. yeah, And you know who else is up for breakfast? You now. Me. And you know who else is up for breakfast? Jesus? I don't know. Giant families on vacation. Oh, fuck all that. Nope. Mm-mm. Holy moly!
1: I still haven't eaten breakfast at the cafe here by my house. I love that I've lived here for almost a year yeah. and have not eaten breakfast yeah. there. You were here for a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was there for a week. Yeah, not even a week. I was only there for like six days.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I ate at the cafe. I, yeah,
0: I, we've eaten lunch there a few times. I, I've been in the building itself now. That place is well, not large. Well, I will. Uh, I will heartily endorse the uh, bris- the biscuits and gravy breakfast at the Midway Diner uh, over there in Decent, Tennessee.
1: Yep. For those of you in Decent that understand what podcasts and computers on the internet are and, and haven't heard of Midway Cafe or Diner or whatever Midway the Midway Diner. Yeah. yeah. You, I don't know that that's a very big cross-section. That um, Yeah.
0: So getting them as a sponsor is probably not a good idea. Nope. But well, it's not a good idea for them. It's a great idea for
1: Spectacular us. Spectacular you know,
0: idea. Who wouldn't want to be sponsored by Biscuits and Gravy?
1: And by that, just, we mean the dish and not the mascots for Bob Evans.
0: Oh, see? I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Dude, speaking of breakfast joints, Bob Evans, okay. man. You see the Bob Evans coming home from Ohio all the time. That's a that's a Northwest thing, I think, Bob Evans. Okay. I'm sure. Waffle House Die Hard, represent. Scattered, smother covered junk. Um, Old things, razors. But yeah. But yeah. So, you're, um, you're losing it, Grandpa. Come on, come back <laughs> to it. Come back
0: to it. Um, I have to say, the razor itself was twenty bucks, which is refills, not considerably, which is not considerably more expensive than going out and buying a Mach Seventeen or whatever it is. One of the big razor companies are trying to sell the you the
1: Gillette with the ball in it, like the vacuum.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put any other, any other balls by my face. Um ding
1: <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about razor technology mirroring vacuum technology, not when nothing to do with that, but you went there.
0: <laughs> um balls. And the refills of the double bladed razors, I think for a dozen of them, I think may have cost me six fifty. And those are considerably easier to sharpen than the Oh, there's no resharpen, they're just disposable. You load them in the razor, you use them. When it feels like it's dulling down, you take it out, throw it away, and get a new one. Hmm. If I shaved, I would look into that. I'm It's much easier. It's much easier. And I also, I went like totally old school because I didn't want to like leave it sitting on my bathroom counter. I bought a badger hair bristle brush. One of those old, um, you know, you'd see men with the uh, the shaving mugs and the brush. Right. Well, I don't have the mug because I still use shaving cream out of a can. Cream or gel? Uh, Cream works better with the brush. Gel works better if you just put it on with your hand. Okay. Um, But the stand came with a brush, so I bought some cream to try. And I actually kind of like it. Um, Because the the bristles on the brush are, uh, they kind of fan out into a ball. So as you're pushing the bristles onto your face, they're kind of spreading out in a pattern that, like, causes the hair to stand up and get caught up in the shaving cream. So you get a better shave because you've basically already stirred up all the hair on your face. I have not used a blade,
1: like a razor of a, a razor of any kind, to shave my face since probably 2010. Uh-huh. So... If I get into a position—well, I kind of told myself once I left the job at that sporting goods store that I would never put myself into a position or profession again where I would have to—where I would be forced to shave my face. So if I get to a point where I shave voluntarily, which I don't see happening anytime soon, uh, but if I get to a point where I— um. Shave voluntarily, I will. I will have to look into that. I'm currently still growing out my rally beard, which is what Elizabeth has called it. Because until I hear something about the job that I've applied for, I'm not cutting my beard. It's the it's it's my equivalent of a playoff rally beard.
0: Okay, I'll I'll, I'll buy that. I I may grow a beard again in the winter. I may not.
1: I only tend to grow mine in the That's summer, and that was namely a function of my former profession, where you know there are just some times when. I would cut my beard off in the middle of school year just to freak my kids out, um, mm. and I would just grow it out in the summer because – and that's remarkably counterproductive for the amount of heat and humidity that we have in the places where we live. My my, yeah. my face sweats a great deal underneath it. I am I probably have – and I don't know. I haven't checked, but I probably have a pretty stinky beard. Maybe so. You should probably wash that. I, you act like I make sure water doesn't touch it. It's not like I'm using mm. it as some kind of repellent. It's not like I woke up one day and was like, don't need to, don't, I'm married. I don't need to wash this shit like half the people around here. No, no, no. It's, I, I take mm. care. I have therapeutic combing sessions with my beard at night. I'm sharing way too much with you people.
0: Way, 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 way. That was oversharing with a capital O. Capital O. So
1: you're shaving with. Straight razors, and you're writing with fountain pens, and you're <laughs> taking pictures with film. But that's nothing yeah, I new. Know.
0: I know, no, that that's not anything new.
1: Actually, you're fixing things with your did hands.
0: You, I am. I did you see? Um, did you see my post about the camera battery?
1: I saw that there was a camera battery that was replaced. You're you're uh, picking and know. choosing pieces of camera. You have a frank. Well, you no, have like Franken cameras now.
0: Not well. Actually, this has to do with the trip while I was up there. I actually loaded my Canon AE-1 um, while I was sitting in uh, the place where you're currently recording.
1: We call it an office. That's I,
0: yeah, the office because that's where I slept. We also call it a guest um, room. Right. Which is a room with uh, 12-foot ceilings, painted white, and no curtains. Um. That faces east, which is the other reason why I I was able to get up and beat y'all out the door to go to the cafe, because the first morning when I woke up and the sun was bleeding through the windows and was reflecting off all the white surfaces, I honestly thought I was going to get up and see St. Peter at the end of the bed. Um, Dog, I really think these are light blue, like uh, like a bluish grayish. Maybe so. I don't know, but it was really bright.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That window does open right up into the sunny shines. Yeah, yeah, it was really bright. Um, I'm gonna get you a sleep mask for the next time you're here.
0: Uh, you and your sleep masks know how to handle
1: them. I don't, uh, I sleep better. There's less, no, good. there's less good. ambient good. light. For you. Between that and a fan and a heavy dose of ambient, I tell you, I sleep like the dead sometimes. Which is different than or- the you sleeping like the dead because you <laughs> actually sleep like the dead because there's probably less oxygen in your body. Maybe. This is my thinly veiled humor at being legitimately concerned about sleep apnea that oh. I'm assuming will set upon me at some other point because you know heredity.:
0: Heredity, yeah so so anyway, um, I loaded my A1 and I wanted to go take it out and shoot some of the cool farmhouses and barns and, and everything else up there. I'll get a picture of a horse. We got a couple of those, a lot of goats. Yeah. While I, was at, while I was up there in, in uh, the horse country. A shit ton of chickens mm-hmm. everywhere. And, and when I went to wind the camera, it seemed to lock up and it wouldn't fire. It wouldn't go forward. It wouldn't go backward. It wouldn't do anything. Um, and it's an old camera. I mean, I've, I've looked it up by the serial number. I think it was made in like 1981. It's, you know, it's not quite as old. Not as me, it's quite old as
1: you. old as you. You said it before I did. I just want yeah. to throw that out there. It was in my head.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I I know it was. I was just trying to pull it out.
1: I can't ding. I can't uh, say that 1981 is old.
0: No. No, you you well. For a mecha- for something mechanical that has tiny gears and springs, um that was used by a commercial business before it was given to me, I'd seen a fair share of wear and tear, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um the shutter so shutter's was, been
1: fairly worn if you know what I'm yeah, saying.
0: Yeah. Shutter has been fairly worn. Um so I'm thinking, well, this must be like, you know, some of my other film cameras that, you know, it just you know, it just quit. So I go, you know, up on the internet and I go over to my friends at KEH and I get myself a nice one. Like it's still it's used. But it's it's a nice camera. It's not doesn't have all the dings and dents that mine has. It winds and fire you know, it winds really smoothly and
1: So it lacks character is what you're telling me.
0: Yeah, it, it lacks a little bit of character. It does. It do, it doesn't have that well worn strap, you know. I can't decide if that's ding or not. I don't know. I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think camera strap causes the ding. Um, you said well worn. I just I went.
1: Anyway. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we're doing that now too. It's, it's a, <laughs> that 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 my gain's not high enough.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I hate lamp. Go ahead. So. So, the meter didn't work. So, I took the battery out of the old camera because the meter was working in the old camera. <laughs> Nothing else was. Nothing else was, but the meter was. So, I took the battery out and I put it in the new camera and the battery worked work for a second. The meter would work for a second and then it would go away. And you go back and it worked for a second and go away. And then it would come on and then it would go, oh, crap. Now I got a new battery too. So, I go over to my Walgreens, which... Doesn't sell safety razors, but does sell batteries for, you know, 30-some-odd-year-old cameras. It
1: sells batteries for everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. Have you been to that battery rack? It's, it's huge. It, it, why do we – can we do something to standardize batteries, please? I, I wish we could. I really do. I wish we could. Buy a new one. Come home. Put it in the camera. Meter functions and it fires. Did I really just do something this I think I've done something that's dumb. Take the new battery, put it in the old camera. Fires right away. You have two cameras that
1: work. You and replaced one when you could have just bought a battery.
0: Dumbass.
1: Well, you look like a dumbass too, so it kind of works. I love you. I'm sorry.
0: That was a long drink of water. Yeah. Um, immediately, immediately punctuated by making another tick mark on the board. Yep. Well, hey, now you got a backup in case something goes wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. I got a backup. I got a new, new camera to try out. That's going to slightly different. That's that's fun for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can I can do that, while I'm immersed in other things.
1: Yeah, you have so much free time. Yeah, so much. Free in which to explore time. new avenues in your photography habits. Mm-hmm. I tried to build a a website on GitHub today. Really? Yeah, because GitHub will um, host free pages as long as mm. it's based on a project, and they'll give you they'll give you the space, and they use a blogging platform called Jekyll, so that all you have to do, like it's a it's a static site, so it loads faster. It's not all super fancy, but you can put some templates on it and things like that. These are the two entries in my journal for the day because I have a, my journal sitting here. I've been doing pretty good about keeping journal entries here. Uh, cleaned up mm-hmm. the kitchen. Working on setting up a Jekyll blog on GitHub. Downloading dependencies and command line tools and things. I feel like a real nerd. It's my face. Two hours later. Fuck GitHub. I quit. Okay, then. It not only did it take me more than an hour to install, uninstall, and reinstall everything that I needed to try to get the site running from my computer because you have to – like there's got to be – command line tool set up so that you can sync the gits with GitHub and everything else, and then there's Ruby, and I've already got the text editors on here that I needed and everything else, but I'm going in, and I'm tweaking, and I'm moving things, and I finally sync the repositories, and it won't work, and I'm trying. I spent a lot of time searching Google, and I spent a lot of time on Stack Overflow today, which is like where all the nerds hang out when they... No one writes original code anymore. People just write most of it and then post a problem on Stack Overflow and somebody fixes it. And by the time I would spent like an hour and a half doing this, I was like, fuck it, I could be watching Adventure Time right now. I quit. Uh, and I went to the grocery store and came home and made soup. Mm. So, moral of the story is apparently, when Squarespace says they make everything remarkably easy for you, they're not kidding. They're really Because they do. And if I feel like posting to a personal blog anytime soon, I'll just put that shit on Tumblr. There you go. I have a Tumblr. That's where I put all my blog stuff when I post blog things, which is not often, which is upsetting because I have lots of free time right now because, as I may have mentioned, currently fun employed. I mean, you know, you we were talking about new habits. You're, you know, working with cameras and shaving with razors. I'm
0: pissing off repositories and what else have I – I'm trying to get more into into analog journaling.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I got to get you one of these um, – You've I showed you my hobonichi which I've been doing much better in. It's not a remarkably large page which at first you're like, ah, I have no space to write things and then I realize that most days I have no desire to fill up the entire page anyway. Oh. Um so yeah, I need I need to get you I it's not like I don't have enough notebooks just lying around. Apparently and you know this because I gave you some, apparently the new uh gift du jour when you're trying to send people nice things, uh are the version one, the yellow notebooks that Nakko came out with. Okay. <laughs> because even since uh, even though I gave you two or three while you were here, those have been replaced with people who have just been nice to send me things. Uh and they always mm. stick a couple of those in there. Thank you, Chase. Um Chase was like, Hey, I have a pen set. Do you want it? And I was like, sure. And he was like, Hey, I'll throw some pencils in there too. And I was like, Oh, that's nice of you. And he sent me like I like when people listen to the episode of DocGrid that's all about decluttering and then immediately send me the send me their so clutter. A lot of clutter. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. I spend a lot of time sitting at my desk and admiring the pencils that I don't get to use on anything very con- very constructive or productive, but um which by the way, yeah. your pencils are still here. I tried to yeah, run I mean, out into the driveway and catch you and you were gone and at that point I was like, I'm not going to call him. He's already turned around to come back for something once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should just ship you a flat rate box of these. Uh, if anybody needs um, any natural colored Palomino prospectors, uh,
0: I still have the vast majority of a gross. Speaking of knock, I really should find something to put all the these pens
1: in. Oh, and I can't say enough good things about the quality of product. I mean. They're not a sponsor, but they, they could be no, if they not. wanted to. They Maybe so. make remarkably uh, good quality things. They're coming out with a new... Uh, it's a, I think they're calling it the half tower, which is a mix between a, a high yeah. tower and something else. That's mm-hmm. got it. It's mm-hmm. zippered, so there's a notebook on one side and pen slots, three pen slots on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may do that. Did I tell you I won a thing on the I on saw the that you won Some sort of
0: thing, but I don't. I don't know what sort of thing it
1: was. Well, I got these. Um, I got some notebooks, a couple. Uh, about a month or a month and a half ago, that I won on an Instagram uh, giveaway drawing thing, and I was like, "Oh, these are nice because they're they're monogrammed on." There's, you know, I got one; it's monogrammed on the front. I gave it to two people who inspire me creatively. So I obviously gave one to my wife, and I drew straws between my two active door. podcast hosts. Um, okay. that's forty-eight, forty-seven on mine.
0: Yeah, uh, don't worry about it.
1: Okay. Dog's got to go. Yeah, I, I, I understand how these things happen. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I I won some notebooks from. Uh, it's not annotated. That's the that's the program that I use to do screenshots from. Appointed, appointed co. Won those a little while ago and was like, oh good, you know that like, that's good luck for things. And follow a company called This Is Ground on Instagram. And I don't know. I think I tagged Elizabeth in a photo or a comment or something. And hey, I won this cool thing called a tech dop kit, which I will put a link to in the show notes because it's super fancy and made out of leather. And I'm hoping it shows up in my house sometime next week because it looks super cool. So I can put all of the things that I need <laughs> to carry around in it, like wires and stuff that I carry mm. approximately 12 feet from the bedroom to my desk.
0: Mm. Well, now now I have uh...
1: <coughs> asthma. Now you have asthma. Yeah, I
0: have mean, I've um uh, I went from zero fountain pens to a lot of fountain pens very quickly.
1: You did. And I uh you're welcome and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 a, I've uh
1: I feel like it would have behooved me to buy stock in Goulet pens before I did that.
0: <laughs> Goulet. I don't I don't know if uh well I haven't bought everything from there. Where else are you shopping? Um I bought a couple things off Amazon. Okay. Um I made a purchase from Anderson actually. Oh. Um, because I started to have you seen the um, the video from Nathan Tardif Nathan Tardiff of Noodlers Inc. where he um, cuts and shapes his own calligraphy nibs. No, I have not. Yeah. Well I I uh I went to Amazon I mean uh, Anderson Pens and I bought a Newlers Ahab and I bought 10 nibs for a dollar a piece and some sandpaper some like really fine grit sandpaper and one time while I was at Lowe's I bought like a little bitty pair of snips and I have been clipping and uh, grinding these nibs you know not grinding but so much as kind of you know sanding them down uh, and trying new things and trying different inks and Things of that nature. There are a couple of ones that I've, I've really liked that I've liked, like – like my, uh, my uh, Twisby Eco. Yeah, that's – That I'm not, I'm not going to do any sort of monkeying around with. As a matter of fact, I haven't even um, – I have not run it dry of ink, but I've already decided that I like the ink that's in it so much that I'm probably going to stick with it in that pen for a while just because it's really awesome. What ink is it? Uh, the Diamine – is it 1864 Blue Black? Uh,
1: it's either 1864 or 1884. Yeah, it's one of 1884
0: Blue black. <sighs> look like that. It's, it's a it's a year and then Blue Black. It's uh, of the special collection they just came out with. It's not really Blue Black in the sense of a lot of um, inks look like they're really dark, dark blues. This is kind of what they – it's kind of somebody described it in the, in the review and I, I agree with it. It's more of a black-blue. It's black first and then with a little bit of blue or purple hues in it. Ah. Huh. I really like it a lot and it looks great in this pen.
1: Oh, good. I I am still I bought this uh, what's the uh, the Lamy Vista is the Safari that's the mm. demonstrator version. I still I'm yes. still working on running the purple ink out of it. Um but I've replaced the ink in my Pilot Metropolitan with a blue that I'm particularly fond of right now. Um, I'm not going to be using the green ink again for a while because even though I really liked that Pilot – what is that, that? That really nice Pilot ink. I used the green uh-huh. one and I liked it, but it leaked on me at my job interview, which is not mm. a time that you want your pen to leak for the first time. No. Yeah, because no, I grip kind of lower down close to the nib, and mm. all it takes is a little mm. bit of contact for the ink to be like, hey, I'm going to run right down your finger. <laughs> and it was it's good, rich ink, so it took me a day or two to get it off of my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm avoiding those dark inks for a little bit. I got a good
0: blue in there now, and so I'm, I mean, you know, stuff. I found the, um, the D De- Atramentis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sure it's not. Um, they made a, the they had that series. They have the blacks series. I tried the green black. I think I'm going to keep some of that around as well, just because it's green, but it's really dark green and it definitely has some of the black sort of edges in it. It's got a really nice shade. Um, so I'm thinking of keeping that in a stub nib and keeping that around for a while.
1: You, you've really gone like whole hog into this man Mm -hmm. oh dude i i have a list of my next purchase like you're you you're down the rabbit hole i need to invite you into the one of the slack rooms that i'm or one of the slack channels that i'm into just so you can hang out in in the pen channel and talk are you part of the pen addict slack
0: i did not join the pen addict slack you need to ask brad dowdy although i have listened to the podcast extensively.
1: yeah you need you need to ask brad you could probably still send brad dowdy uh a, a little note on uh on Twitter he and he let you in. I think that you would probably in all of your again massive amounts of free time, you'd probably find some cool information in there cuz there's fountain pens and regular pens and uh just talking about ink and people doing trades and giveaways and shit. I think you'd uh, I th- I think you'd enjoy that a great deal. Mm. So look look into that. I will. Oh, yeah, I'm uh I got like I said Chase was nice enough to send me a couple things. I have um he sent me – and I guess this is refillable or can take cartridges as well. I have one of those um, Platinum Preppies, the plastic-like disposable – or the – yeah, the plastic-like disposable fountain pens. Mm-hmm. You've seen they say they're like really good for beginners and stuff. I have one of those in red in a really, really fine nib. Um, mm. That is great, but it feels about like you would think a cheap fountain pen f- – a cheap fountain pen. F- words. Words. I are good at them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um feels about like you think a cheap fountain pen would feel. But yeah. I've actually found some cheap fountain pens that I actually <laughs> like because they're heavy. But I don't know
1: that I'd buy – I don't know if I'm going to buy any more of them. Because you have enough to last you a lifetime or because you have just decided that you are going to continue to use nice fountain pens?
0: Mm, I, I don't, it's kind of one of those things I may go further up the lap. I don't know. I have my eye on a Franklin crystal.
1: Yeah, I figure you're only a short time away from like a Lamy two thousand or a pilot vanishing point or something like that.
0: I don't know if I like to make things I also the other reason that and I, I know that we've um we've talked about this before, is that I like the bigger ones. Ding! Yeah, there you go. Metal on metal. No echo. Tell you what, if I ever get
1: a hook up at Amazon, I'm buying us bells. I got a glass up. There you go. Yeah. Um.
0: This has been bell sounds with Robin yes, Will. Bell sounds, with Robin Will. Um. Because I'm a person with larger hands. Favorable ding. <laughs> Innuendo ding. No. Um. <laughs> It's just more comfortable. It's more comfortable to write with. The heavier pens, you mean? Yeah, the heavier pens.
1: Well, the, the larger pens. Larger pens, heavier pens. Are you, are you finding yourself feeling the same way about what I'm going to refer to colloquially as fat-ass
0: nibs as well? Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Like I've um, – I don't see myself buying any more fine or extra fine nibs for quite some time. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, I just mm. – There's one that I use um, that I've taken to work every day um, that I actually use every day or just about every day. Um, I bought the – actually, I bought it while I was at your house. I bought the Lamy Safari 2015 edition and the Neon Lime.
1: Right. I take it you
0: take that one to work because it's harder take, for people I to take it. I take that one to work because it's – yeah, because I mean like – and I have it loaded with uh, Noodler's North African Violet. So it's this giant fluorescent yellow fountain pen that writes purple. Nobody else has that.
1: No, no, that's that's easy to figure out if, if it were to go missing. Yeah.
0: Right. So, if, so, you know, that's, and then that's something else people like, I'm not going to say people notice, but someone would notice if someone else was using
1: it. Right. It's one of those things where when you have it, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, lot of has got that thing. If two people have it, they're like, wait a second. The, yeah. The fuck, is it, is this like yeah. that? What are those thing that's going on on Instagram right now? I don't I don't is this a it's a thing? Dude, when you get to talk about pens, we need to talk about Instagram and YouTube for a minute because
0: Okay. What? Well, I'm 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 pretty much with. I mean, I could talk about fountain pens all day, but podcasts. Uh, yes. I have a former student
1: who has an obscene number of followers on the Instagrams. This child is 14. When I say an obscene number of followers, what do you think is realistic yet still remarkably crazy for a 14-year-old to have as far as a number of followers goes? 10,000. 27,000. 27,000? The boy that she is currently dating has 314,000.
0: She has fan accounts. (laughs) How is that possible? I don't know. I have no idea. What are they doing? Like they're fourteen. What can they be doing that's that interesting?
1: I, nothing. And she typically takes pictures that are like horizontal, and then she has to like crop them and put the like it's uh, the it's, bars on the side. No, the no, 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 no. She bottom? like copies part of the picture and puts it underneath the other one. She doesn't have to take a picture of anything, and it can get like thirteen hundred likes. I don't understand the internet, Rob. No, I don't. I don't
0: either. I watched honestly. I See, dude, it's this old curmudgeon
1: <sighs> Elizabeth and I, I watched one. a documentary on Netflix last night called Please Subscribe, uh, about uh-huh. YouTube. Actually, it was like a, the, the story of five or six different YouTubers that, um, have, you know, subscribers and X number of views and everything else. Or, yeah, it's it wasn't anybody that was super, super popular. Like, it's not this uh, – It's not. it wasn't like this PewDiePie guy. Have you heard about this guy? PewDiePie he does a lot of uh, Let's Play videos. That's where you talk over the video game play. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah, you yeah. know how much money he made last year?
0: Probably a lot.
1: $7 million. He records himself talking over video games that he's playing. $7 million. Dude
0: had we could have gotten on that train like when you and I were playing ratchet and clank all those years right? ago we would be sitting pretty i right know there. i'm just saying we we really we screwed the
1: pooch on this one man um like there are people like there are people in this documentary that have 30 40 million views on their videos and through some of the articles that i've been reading this week um thanks to the uh, ruckus that has been stirred up by the Ashley Madison hack. Um,
0: I find out yeah. that some of these... Did you know someone has taken those, like, someone posted it and I downloaded it, honestly, just to see if any of you know, any of the... Pe- and Like, if anybody I know is on it, people have taken that and state by state made them into Google Docs and sent them. Uh-oh. Like, it is now a Google spreadsheet. Oh. Huh. Yes, that is Th- sortable by... Name, address, zip code, town they're from, there, all that stuff. There are searchable databases. Yeah.
1: On oh, the internets. Anyway, I was looking at an article this week. Apparently, there are some people out there that are probably making – pro- like the CPM is about $6.90. So that's per thousand unskippable ads, they make about $7. So on average, some of these videos – which people produce, we'll say weekly, but oftentimes it's daily. Mm-hmm. Two grand a video. Ten grand a week. Wow. Ten grand a week. Wow. It's not even drugs.
0: And it's completely legal. They're
1: probably making more than people that are selling drugs. Kids, don't sell drugs. Make YouTube videos. Dude, you got to get on that. I looked at Elizabeth and I said, you're really good at style and I'm kind of funny and you know what she said to me? No. <laughs> i have I have strongly considered trying to figure out if there's a way to just record the video of either you and I or Andy and I doing the podcast that we do and just putting like those up side by side so it's basically like a video version of the podcast because yeah, yeah. you know it's on YouTube then people will listen to it because YouTube has a wider a wider overall audience
0: than um podcasting does mm. you would think mm. there might be some money in that there's trust. actually already guy um and i know this is going to sound like ridiculous there's already guy that has a channel on youtube called stuff and things god he reviews fountain pens and pipe tobacco that that's fucking crazy i know you like both of those things i know
1: is his name anything remarkable or anything regarding
0: his name's not Rob, is it? I don't think. No, I don't know. No, I don't know what his name is. I forgot. I've only looked at a couple of videos. Is it because you got super angry or like, fuck, I should have done this? <laughs> no. I, well, first of all, like, I know, I know I'm know, i bringing this back to fountain pens, but I've looked at YouTubers that are into fountain pens. Um, Stephen Brown, Brian Goulet, David Anderson. Goulet. Uh, things like that. 've I've looked did, did you see the tweet where I was his one thousandth subscriber on periscope I did see that I don't I don't know I've never hit those kind of you know I, what um twenty seven thousand followers periscope might be it's um I like periscope I do too I don't use I it do but I, I like the concept i I think it's neat um I think people that are um, are very in touch with their brand and are using it to, you know, who are trying to sell things in a very personal, personable way can greatly use it to their, their advantage. I don't want to watch you drive around. That seems unsafe. Well, no, because they just like, they turn their camera sideways or they turn their phone sideways, shove it in a mount and drive around and sing to the radio. I, I don't care. Who cares? I don't. Uh, you know who? Who? Who cares? Not me. You know, I don't know. I
1: don't either. But yeah, it's a it, it's a thing. That's 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 doable. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I thought I understood the Instagrams. I don't understand the Instagrams. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I apparently am also an old curmudgeon. Yeah, I. No, I. I get that, that may also be hereditary.
0: Maybe so. Maybe so. At least, at least you don't get get angry at modernity.
1: I get angry at a lot of things. Get off my lawn, you fucking chickens.
0: Mm.
1: I don't have any children to yell at. I just yell at chickens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need to get out of the country. You might. Just soybeans and goats and me yelling at
0: chickens. Could be. This has been another episode of Stuff and Things uh, with Rob. <laughs> this has been a great episode of Stuff and Things. I'm glad we're back and glad we can spend this time together. I'm-
1: I'm glad that our phone call started with you telling me I need to get off my ass and finish your website, too. So that's a thing that I'm going to do. <laughs> we're glad we, I'm Pretty glad much. we got that out of the way early. Pretty much.
0: Glad we, glad we glad we're taking a private conversation. Oh,
1: and of- you didn't say it just like that. No, no, I didn't. You didn't say it anything like that, as a matter of fact.
0: No, actually, I did not.
1: No. So I did not. I can exaggerate a little bit. Maybe so. Um... This has been fun. We should uh, we should
0: do this again on a semi regular basis. This again um We will be. T- I'll be tweeting, of course, from the Stuff and Things account um, as soon as this goes live. Um, and you can say hi to me on Twitter at Rob Fanguy. R O B F A N G U Y. Looks like Rob Fanguy, but all one word um, on Twitter and on Instagram, actually. And will you can. Go to hell? What are you? What are you trying to tell? No, no, no. You, your, your Twitter is. Oh Will yeah, Fange. I'm uh, no, no, at no Will W i
1: l l f like in Frank A n g u y. Also on Instagram at Will Fange. You can uh, tweet at the 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 show Twitter is stuff things Rob right. I think it like is, a, is. It's
0: stuff things it's like rock. a
1: command. Like you go mm-hmm. find yourself some poultry and some cornbread and get to it.
0: Get to it, um,
1: You Can also. If you feel so inclined, donate a couple dollars to the network, which we will promptly use on either vanity URLs or beer. Uh, if, if you true. want to do that, that's at uh, cash.me/dollar sign Nerd Uprising because we're also part of a network. We'll probably all break off and do our own things eventually, and then there'll be some sort of heavy civil war that stuff and things versus Dot Grid, and I'll have to decide, and it'll be sad, and we'll do a you know a melodrama about it. No, no, no? no. Fine, cast somebody else as you, you asshole. <laughs> also taking people that may want to star as Rob in the melodrama reenactment of the Nerd Uprising separation, the Nerd Uprising uh, uprising, if
0: you will. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, more podcasting. Well, more podcast. Let's do that. And until we uh, until we talk to you again, head up and carry. Forward. Do we? Do we have a thing we say at the end of this podcast? I don't know, but I um I decided to. Take that from Gee. That was a Geeism. Oh. Head up and carry forward. Head up and carry forward. Why, let's use that. Wh- yeah, why why anyone why where she got that from, we have no idea. It doesn't matter. Why why it's not head up and go forward, what we're carrying, how we're carrying it, what we're carrying it in, we have no where idea. Where your head was in the first place. Right. But that's that's uh, yeah. That's what that's what Gee said. When times get tough, head up and carry Then
1: forward. then that's what we're going with. That's the thing we say at the end of this podcast now. Yeah, it is. All right, my friend, head up and carry forward yourself.
0: All right, man. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon.